read you one verse today, um, and then I'll share with you a little bit. It's a strange verse, too. I know I come up with these strange verses. I can't help it. For years, I talked to the Lord about this, but I got these strange verses just hit me, and, 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 and I, just have to, I just have to deal with them. But this, this kind of come out of a, um, just kind of the flow that's been going on, and I'll share that with you in just a minute. But I want to read this one verse. I'll give you, we'll stand for one verse. We'll read it. We'll pray over it, and then we'll just believe the Lord today. Believe the Lord today. I believe this is a great day to be assembled together. I believe this is a great day to want to be here. Amen. Amen. I, I, I pray everybody wants to be here today. I pray that mama didn't make none of you come. I pray that your wife didn't make none of you come. I pray you didn't come to see your girlfriend. But if you did, I, I pray the Lord will get you anyway. Amen. I pray if you had to come, I pray the Lord will get you good. Amen. And he will. Amen. I've seen people, I had to come. I was one of them. I had to go. All right. All right. And the Lord got me. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I want to read you Hebrews 11 and verse 31. Hebrews 11 and verse 31. It's on the board if you ain't got your Bibles. But it says this. Of course, this is Hebrews 11. You know it. It's, it's the great faith chapter anyway. But just one verse. I want you to see it. It says this. By faith, the harlot Rahab. Perish not with them that believe not, because when she had received the spies with peace. I'm not so much worried about the end of that so much as I am kind of the, 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 kind of the overall look of, by faith, the harlot Rahab. By faith, the harlot Rahab. Perish not with them that believe not. Amen. Brother Angle, will you, will you bless the rest of this morning, please, sir? God Almighty, have mercy on us this morning <clears throat> as we pursue you in Jesus' name. Touch pastor today and touch us to receive in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's thank the Lord. Thank you, kind sir. Come on, let's thank the Lord this morning. Let's bless his name. Bless his name. Give him glory. <clears throat> Amen. 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 You you can be seated this morning. Uh, it was actually, of course, during Sunday, last Sunday service as well, and, and kind of the, the flow uh, uh, and even the, the spiritual aspect of that. And then Brother Keith, last Sunday night, if you were here, he, he brought out some aspects really tied in, especially in my mind, maybe not with everyone else so much because they didn't know maybe even what I left on the table from Sunday morning. But he come in and he tied in so well in, in what I really didn't get to, and, and, and of course, that's why I didn't get to it. I was out of time, and he had the rest of it, <laughs> oh. but, but, and somebody said, how about letting him have the rest of it this morning, let's, you know, let's, let's, let's not be two or three o'clock, Brother Lee, let's let him do something this evening, uh, I'll take that under advisement, um, but, but he, he, he brought out an aspect of the river, the river. And, and, of course, I sat back there, and I just grinning inside. What all, uh, I was wore plumb out, but I was, I, was, I was having fun inside. Amen. You couldn't tell it. You know, it's like, it's like when you used to have to, when you was a kid, and they'd make you go sit in the corner. And, and I'd think in my mind, I'm sitting here, but I'm, in my mind I'm up. But I find it's better to sit here and act like I'm, in my mind I'm up. That way I don't get as many whippings. But anyway, I sat there, I listened to him, I was listening to him, 
and, and, and the river, of course, the river was on my mind anyway from that morning and, and some things that I didn't get to. But, but uh, and, and it come back into my heart. It come back into my heart. That, that's, really, that's really what God's doing in the spiritual atmosphere, spiritual hub, taking us somewhere. But, but in, in the thought of the river, in the thought of the river, you know, there's a current. I want you to get that. There is. There's this current. Sometimes, sometimes, I mean, I mean, no, sometimes church feels more like a pond. It does. I, I, I'm a, sometimes I feel like, I feel like that's, that's what I'm, I feel like I'm in the pond or I'm, I'm making the pond. I'm the problem. I, I, I'm not in the current. And, and church becomes just kind of like a pond. And, and I'm not saying, and that's when it's hard. That's when church is hard. That's when preachers really got to work hard. Singers got to sing hard because we got to pull and, and try, try to get some kind of flow. Some kind of flow ourselves, and we'll teach or preach some doctrine or some truth that it's Bible and it's good, but there ain't much flow. There ain't much movement. Come on, and, and, and if there's probably any preacher here, you you probably went through this before. You you've preached from the pond. I've preached from the pond a few times. I don't like it. I don't even mean to. Sometimes I don't even realize it till after the service, and I'm like, I preached from the pond. But I so love the flow. I so love the river. And that's really what this is born from. It's, it's from being in the river. And it's, there's been a flow. There's been this flow in this house for the last several months. It's just been a flow. And I'm not saying I've nailed it every time. I'm not saying I've been on it because, because there's been many times I, I ride home and I'm my worst critic on the way home. I, I reanalyze everything. As best as my squirrel mind will let me, I'll reanalyze everything and I, and I go back through it and I go back through it and I go back through it and I'm my worst critic and, and I even sometimes, I quit asking Cindy because she's so nice to me. She won't tell me the truth anyway. She said, that was good. I said, no, it was awful. It was terrible. I missed it. She said, no, I thought it was great. I said, you're just too nice. Just, just be still. Just be still. She won't tell me anything hardly critical. And, and but, but like I said, I, I, I do I probably enough of that anyway. But, but it's in this flow that really today's service is, or this thought, come, it's not really even a, I, I wouldn't call it, a, it is sort of a message, it is that, but, but it's, it's come out of a flow because, because the Lord put something in my heart that's really from another place than even where we've been. That's how I know it was a flow. I know this is kind of what God's doing. And I sensed this even, I sensed this even last week as we were winding up service. I, I sensed it. But, but, but God, 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 God was working. God was moving. And there's this flow in my heart that I had to come back with today and, and, and share just a little bit. Uh, you know, uh, come in this flow and, and, and believe God uh, to work here. So, so here's kind of the thought. I want you to see this verse this morning because this is really what I'm going to work off of the whole time. And, and we'll close with a little bit of the Old Testament story about this. I usually do this the other way around. I usually read the Old Testament story and then close with the kind of the New Testament thought, but this morning I want to kind of do it just a little bit backwards, because it's really, because really, this is the heart of what the Lord put upon my heart, and, and, and I believe this, I believe this with all my heart this morning, uh, how, many know, how many know today I, I really want to just affirm, or reaffirm if I can say that, or re really, maybe to some, just affirm what God is already doing in your heart. That's really, sometimes I come, I come really trying to persuade men. I mean, I get violent, I get radical, I jump, I sweat, I wear myself out. 
I'm really like, I pull it all out. I, I shoot every bullet I got. I try to tell you every story, everything I ever heard. I mean, and I get desperate sometimes, desperate trying to persuade somebody. You know, that's what I do. Most every preacher does that. We try to persuade. You know, I, I, one of my favorite verses for years and years was, was that one of what, 2 Corinthians 5, 11. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. I mean, that just, that, yeah, that's what I got to do. I know the terror of the Lord. Dang, you're going to hell. Get right. Come on. That's how I feel sometimes. And, and, and I, I, I throw everything at him, everything. I, I, I throw it all at him. But this is why this is different. This is why this is different this morning. Because this morning, I'm not really here to, and it's hard for me to even say this. I'm not really here to persuade you. I'm here more, more to affirm that God's been trying to persuade me. I've just come this morning really to affirm what God has already been doing in your heart and in your life. I spent all that. I thought, I thought, Lord, I spent all this energy, all these years, you know, just trying to persuade me. And, and I'm not saying I, I won't never again. I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying, but here, here, you just want me to show up and affirm what you're already trying to do. And, and, and that's the reason this story really sticks out to me. Because that's really what God does. God, God is at work now. He's been at work trying to persuade us, trying to persuade people, trying to persuade hearts and lives, trying to woo or to bring them to a place of salvation or redemption or rededication or reconciliation. All those re-words. That's what God, God, he, he doesn't want any to perish. He says it's not his will. It's not his will. He, he, he is so, in, he, he is the one. He is the one working in this area. God has always been at work persuading. This is who he is. This is who he is. And truly, if you think about it in the, in, in the, in the most basic basic root definition of faith, that's really what faith is. I know I shouldn't practice Greek. I shouldn't because I can't even practice English. Not fluently. Did anybody see my Facebook post this week about Appalachian talk and I ain't saying I'm sorry again. So I ain't Saying it no more, for I'm happy the way I talk. <laughs> Appalachian people need to get saved in their own language. <laughs> How many of ones want to come to this altar now? Mountain, it's your mountain church, Mama O. And all of it's. I won't say generations, but it's all here. But but that's what God, God the root, the root basic meaning, 
the Greek word for faith is, is that's mostly used throughout the New Testament. I mean, 90% of the time is this Greek word, and I'm going to say it because I think I can say it. It's probably not how you pronounce it, but I'm going to do it anyway. But it's P-I-S-T-I-S, pistis. That's how it's said, pistis, pistis, pistis. That's the basic word. That's the majority word. That's the big word for faith throughout most of the New Testament. And, and, and that root of that, the whole meaning, the very foundation of that means to be divinely persuaded. Now faith is, it means you're divinely persuaded. Divine. And, and we, we know that. We know we should all know that because Ephesians 2 tells us, and 9 says, says, says it's not anything we do, but it's faith, this pistis, this persuasion is a gift of God. It's a gift of God. God gives it. We receive it, but it's a gift. That's what it is. And God's at work trying to, to give and, and, and to persuade. And, 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 to, and, and, and you know, the whole chapter, Hebrews 11, the whole chapter, I used to look at it in this light. I looked at it, I always have, that, man, these are heroes of faith. And I know some of y'all have. And they still are. I'm not. I'm not saying they. But these are these are heroes of faith. These men, man, these women, they did great things. But I just want to change that just a little bit this morning because here's here's what I've come up with. And it's not that they still ain't great people and good people and great people and heroes and all that. But here's what I the the, the hero in these stories, every one of them, from Hebrews one, eleven one throughout the whole chapter, the hero is not really the people. It's God. God was the hero in every story from Abel. Think about think about Abel. God had to divinely persuade him. He had to be divinely persuaded. Now, I know he had parents. He had parents. He had Adam and Eve who knew God in the garden, in the perfection, in the glory, in the goodness, in the splendor. Who knows what all they seen? Who knew what they could tell Cain and Abel about God and, and the aspect of him, of him walking with them. I mean, can you imagine the stories, you know, of how God walked with them? And they could pass that on to Cain and Abel, and I'm sure they did. But, but, but kind of out of nowhere, kind of out of nowhere, Abel gets this, gets this inspiration and his influence persuaded that God is so awesome and God is so amazing and God is so worthy that we need to worship him. And, and, and not only just worship him, but we need to bring the best and, and bring the best of the land, to bring the best of the animal, bring, bring the blood, to bring the sacrifice to God. And you think about it, think about it Adam and Eve really couldn't teach them that. Uh, maybe to some aspect they could have maybe knew that, but, but, but they couldn't really teach that. Where, where did Abel get that? And why didn't Cain get that? God tried to persuade Cain, even in the end. He said, he said, if you do well, well, good. And if you not, well, sin crosses it your door. Trying to persuade. Trying to persuade. Where did they get that? God. God. We don't, we don't have any scripture of, of, of being any laws wrote down, any subscription. No rules, no regulations. No, no. Out of, out of Abel's heart, 
was born this idea. I need to worship him with my best. I'm inspired. I'm influenced. I feel like God is so awesome. Or Enoch. Enoch walked with God. Walked with him so well. Inspired. Who, who inspired Enoch to walk with God every day? To the point that he could walk this thing right out. And he didn't even die. Who, who walked, who, who influenced him in such a way? God. God. God persuaded him that walk this way. <laughs> I know. I, I, I'm an old, yes, I'm an old, I'm an old rocker. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, and it's not holy. So don't laugh. <laughs> At least I didn't say talk this way. I ain't going to say the next part. <laughs> I have way too much fun in here, don't I? It's cool, though, because all y'all all like it and you laugh. And what all. It's not just you, though. Brother does look at me like, what is he talking about? Anyway, anyway. But, but think about it. Who, God persuaded him. God, or Abraham, or Noah, you know, Noah built this boat that saved his family. You know how come? God persuaded him. There's a flood coming. There's judgment coming. There's trouble coming. He persuaded him. And God, being warned of God, Noah moved. That's persuasion. Persuasion. None of the other people before Noah could teach him about this coming. Nobody. God. I'm going somewhere. Can you feel it? God did that. Abraham comes along, sitting at his daddy's table, eating supper, and out of the blue. And it wasn't out of the blue because God had been persuading Abraham for a lifetime. I'll guarantee it for a lifetime. Some of these stories look like they pivot on a moment, and I'll tell you what, they pivot on a lifetime. Somebody here today might give their heart to Jesus for the first time. Or somebody here might come back and rededicate their life this morning. But it won't be just because of a pivoting point today. No, it will be a lifetime that you recognize God Almighty has been persuading you. A whole lifetime has come together. And you say, you know what? Out of the blue, says, Dad, I got to pack up Sarah and all my stuff, and we got to go where God. And said, They didn't know God, his daddy, all they was in this, this, this land, didn't know God. They didn't have VBS. I mean, who did they, if they did, what song would they have sung in VBS? Father Abraham. It hadn't been made up yet. It wasn't there yet. Had many sons. Many sons had fathers. And I am one of them. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Amen. Think about it. Think about it. Influence. Persuaded to, to not just leave home. Paul, to go somewhere 
when they asked him, when dad, I can see my dad asking him, where are you going? Uh, and I would have hated to answer my dad right here because my dad would have given me one of them looks. And I would have known what he was thinking. I would have hated to say, uh, I don't know. He would have given me one of them stupid looks like, you dummy. Where are you going? What'd God say? I don't, I don't know. That's persuaded. When you can get up from the kitchen table, can't even tell your folks where I'm going, but you're so persuaded. So persuaded that I know God's doing this. And I could go on through Moses. And I might touch Moses even again tonight. I don't know because it's just eating me up. But, but I always say that and I never do. Because it's, it's, it's the flow. It's the flow. Right now I'm in that flow. Come Wednesday, I might be in another flow. So don't count on it. But, but think about it. From Moses on and on and on. All these others. All these others. They were all. The whole book of chapter 11. Is a, it's not that they're heroes. But God somehow showed up in their life. I want to say something. Somehow God has showed up in your life. Somehow God showed up in your life. Brent, somehow. Somehow. Danny, Soka, Linda, somehow. Bubby, somehow. Lee, I started, I started to make this title Lehab because I so relate to this. Instead of Rahab, I thought I can call this Lehab. Because I really relate to this story because I understand this, this is my story, really. God showed up in my life somehow and began to persuade me. And that's what I love about this story because it leaves no doubt. This story, this one verse, leaves no doubt. God's the hero. God's the hero here. Think about Rahab. The harlot. Think about it. She, she went on to do great things, by the way. I, I, but I, I, want to, I want you to catch it. We're almost 2,000 years later here in Walton, Virginia. And she's still Rahab the harlot. That tells me that she, she was really a harlot. I'm not going to go any further. I'm just going to leave that with you. But, but it is what it is. God is showing us. He's showing us something. He gives us this picture. Rahab gives us this picture. And, and you can see, you can see. You see that God, God invades. God goes into life. God moves. And what I really see about this is how far, how far God can go. I love this story. If I'd have stopped with Abraham and Moses and, and Noah and all these, these big influential heroes of the Bible, you'd have thought, yeah, but I ain't none of them. That's why you can relate to Lehab. 
because she was far away. She was really far. Really, really far. She was Rahab the harlot. There's other words, but I'm going to stick with the Bible this morning. Now, the Bible uses those other words because it don't hear our words. But you know who she is. But yet God, God went and he, his influence went into Jericho. I know where I'm going too. I'm happy about this message. Y'all sitting there like, I don't know about this one. I'm happy about this message because I know where I'm going. I know what God's doing. I know what God's doing right now because he sent me here to, to affirm him. God right now is affirming that he's been persuading some people. He's been at work. He's come to your Jericho. You, you've been that one far, far away. And he's come. How far? How far can it go? How far can his influence go? Well, I tell you this, by the fact that it went into Jericho, where Rahab was living on the wall, on the side of the wall, had her house on the side of the wall. Them is some big honking walls. And, and they say, that, or historically, they say they were massive. Historically, I, I've read various stories about the width and the length, and they'd ride double horses and chariots around the tops, and even bigger. Than, I've, I've heard various estimates you know, of how big these walls were on top and how massive and how huge. And, and they felt impenetrable and they felt safe and they felt secure. And I, I mean, could go on and on about the walls. But, but she's inside in this other culture, this other, this other environment. And before the spies even get there, God's been persuading. Rahab the harlot! Not the mayor of Jericho, not the king, Whitlock. Not the most famous, not even LeBron James. He, he, he's God. I just want to tell you all this right here. God chooses. God chooses. Ain't you glad? Oh, Lehab is really glad God chooses. Because I'm going to tell you what, I would have been left out of a lot of people's long list. I said, I'd have been left out of their long list. Lehab wouldn't have made it. If you were to poll somebody in 1990 and say, who's going to be preaching at Walton in 1995? Lehab wouldn't have been on it. That's not in my school annual. You can go back to 1981 and look at my school and, and I'm not the most likely to preach the gospel. I am not. Was I Bruce? Bruce was a year behind me, I think. I don't really remember, but somewhere in there. But I was not. He said never would have figured it. But God chooses. Hey, y'all, God chooses. God's been choosing. He's been moving. Some of y'all are even, this is part of the affirmation this morning, because some of y'all 
are really astonished that God's even been working this way in your life. You're really quite amazed that God's even took notice with your life and everything. You're quite amazed. But I've come to tell you this morning, just because everybody else and all of us and even some of the other folk has counted you out, God chooses. God chose. He He went in. He went into Jericho. He went into there. But this is the thing I want you to see. He went beyond. I just want you to hear this. Because this is what this is what this is why some of you need the affirmation. Some of you think he can't go beyond your walls. God can go beyond our walls. He can get beyond. I want to say this. I know why we build walls. We all do it. I built. I have built. He went beyond my walls. I built a lot of big honking walls. And you know what it was for? Protection. I was trying to survive. Been hurt, the pain, the junk, the discouragement, the letdowns, all the various things that, that set you back, set you back, make you bleed, make you feel like you're going to die. Well, you know what we do? We build walls. It's, it's really sometimes guarding your heart. And sometimes that's even biblical. Guard your heart, for out of it flows the issues of life. Guarding your I've heard people say, if you just tear your walls down, well, I just want to tell you somebody something this morning. It's okay. I'm, I don't care if you're up in here with your walls. Bring your walls on up into Walton PH Church. Bring your walls. Come on up in here with all your walls, all your defense system, all those things that you come about religion or preachers or about anything like that. Just bring your walls up. Because here's what I've learned. God can go beyond your walls. Way beyond. Way beyond. You know what I found out about our God? He walks through walls. worried about. He can influence even beyond the walls. I had this real hang up. I, that's why I'm Lehab. I understand. I built walls. I got to where I hated church people. I love y'all now. But in 1990, I would have hated you and wouldn't even know you because I had this stereotype. I built walls because you know what? My first kind of introduction to a lot of church people was this syrupy, fakey junk I hadn't met a whole lot of real people that really had a walk with Jesus Christ. I hated it. And I built this wall. Because it, it, it always hurt me. It always got discouraged out of I mean, I got the first youth, the first youth thing I ever went to. And I was like, I mean, somewhere besides my little hometown, my little hometown church. It's not, I'm not talking about them, really. But, but I, went, I was invited to this youth thing in Roanoke, and one of the big youth people, actually, of our county went there, and, and he was going to pick me up, and I thought, well, cool. This will be good. I, I, don't think, I wasn't even driving yet, or I wouldn't have went with him. Back, when, back then, when, before you had a driver's license, on Craig Street, anybody offered to take you anywhere. <laughs> I mean, you got a car, and you want to take me somewhere? It was back then. It was different, y'all. It was different. I used to hey, get this. Y'all gonna get a kick out of this? I used to ride up with the mailman and ride back. 
I'm telling the truth. About 1 o'clock in the day, I'd wait for him. Oh, Harold Webb, loved him. He used to bring me a soda pop. I, I would ride up, and the, and the ride back then, we would go all the way to, to the county line, I mean, above the, to 460, not just the county line, but to 460. But he'd done the whole 621, which is like 16 miles. And I'd ride, I'd ride for Harold. I'd listen for Harold. So, you get the point. If anybody was going anywhere, I wanted to ride. So I said yes to this youth type leader, and he wasn't the leader, but he was involved. And, and, and one of the worst things that could ever happen, we went to that church, a four square church in Roanoke, went to the church, was out in the parking lot, and he looked at me, and he was, he was 18, maybe then, I don't know, like I said, I wasn't driving, 14, 15, you know what he said? We'll smoke a joint before we go in. Serious. And I'm like, really? <laughs> and at the time, I thought it was cool, but it was really doing some damage. At the time, I thought, well, man, when are we going to church again? <laughs> but here's what happened out of that. It just enforced my stereotype, my view, I had more walls. They got bigger. They got like Jericho's walls. Come on. I was going to tell you something this morning. God can walk through those walls. He can persuade beyond them. His influence goes beyond. He goes so far beyond those walls. Another, another thing that, that I know lies in this source that is a, an issue that we need to see that God can go beyond. And that's, that's our roots and our raisins. Y'all get that? Our roots and our raisins. Because I, I can tell you, she wasn't, she wasn't persuaded by her roots and her raisins. They, 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 they were Canaanites. They had many gods, and all of them were pretty evil, pretty mean, pretty nasty. And she was raised under that. With no, no persuasion of God Jehovah, God Almighty, the God of the children of Israel. She had no persuasion of who he was. I just want to tell somebody this morning. And that's, see, see this could be Lehab. Because a lot of my roots and raisins, although no, no, no bad flack on my granddad, grandma, my dad. But, but a lot, lot of the environment that I was subjected to, a lot of the environment, especially when I was really little. Even say why that was because there's no need beating up on anyone. But a lot of my raisins from back then, from back then, it was subjected to a, to a culture, to a, to a situation that, that, that was no persuasion of God. Roots and raisins. I, I, I've seen that. Sometimes I wonder, well, what's wrong with, with so and what's that, that hurt? And then I go to, you know, the family reunion or something. I'm like, oh. Y'all think it's you, don't you? You thought it was you, wasn't it? I don't think I ever invited him to a reunion. I don't think. <laughs> but you do. You get this picture then because it's roots and raisins. But I want to tell you something this morning. God can go beyond. He can go so far beyond all, all of the, all of the, what we've been brought up, everything that's been instilled in us. I had so many mindsets that instilled in me 
from my roots in raising you, about believing and things, because of what I think not just my immediate family, but family do or neighbors do. And it, it, it impacted me. And, and it was working against a godly persuasion. I, I, I remember, here was it. It's been many years ago now. Somebody I dearly loved. Dearly loved. And I dealt with him, dealt with him, and I preached to him. And, and uh, well, I ministered to him. I witnessed to him, rather. And, 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 and it was destroying their life. And, 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 and they got saved. They got saved. And we think, whoa, glory. And it was, it was. But a lot of the things that was instilled in them, they kept trying to live out. And one thing, one thing, I'll never forget it. And, and, and if this, this is not meant to, to rub anybody or pity anybody, but I'm just going to tell the truth. Uh, uh, one of the things was, was that he, he was living with this particular woman. And, and, and I kept, here's what I told him. So I'll never forget it. Never forget it because I couldn't believe really what come out of my mouth. But this is what he said. He said, he said, he said, I told him, I said, you ought to get married. And here's what he said. He said, he said, he said, let's just be faithful. That's what he said, just be faithful. That's, that, how many times y'all heard that? Well, here's what I want to say. And I don't even know where it comes from. This is God. It comes from God. Here's, here's what I said. Let's just be faithful. Well, I said, give me all your money. Give me all your money. Because it's just a piece of paper. And if you take it, give me your driver's license. Give me your hunting license. Give me your house title. It's just paper. Roots and raisins. But God, see, see, God can go beyond. Do you see God going beyond the walls? He goes beyond the roots. Right now, right now, he's going beyond roots and raisins. He's persuading. He's been persuading. Some of y'all didn't think he could go beyond your roots and raisins. But he did. He went beyond mine. He's still going beyond it. He's still working beyond it. Last night, last night, she was the harlot. I got to finish. She was the harlot. It speaks of her identity. 2,000 years later, she's still listed in Scripture as the harlot. Identity, practice, profession. I want to tell you something. God can go beyond who people say you are, who you think you are, even what your practices are now. Hey, whatever you're practicing right now, God can go beyond that. Whatever it is, shouldn't nobody in here this morning feel condemned? Because I want to tell you what, but no matter what's preached, because God can go beyond even what you're practicing now. What's got you bound now? What's your yoke to now? God can go beyond it. And he's trying to go beyond it. And he's working beyond it. He didn't just etch the harlot. He said, I... I tell you, she's a harlot. I can't get to her. No, no. Oh, well, he's an alcoholic. I can't get to him. Oh, well, he's he's got this foul. I can't get to him. Oh, they they've got this in their. I can't get. To, no, my God in heaven. God can get to whatever it is. It don't matter. That's why I say I was Lehab. Practices. I had things I was known by. They might not have called me Lee the harlot. If I'd have been a female, they would have. 
That's just too much, ain't it? But I'm going to tell you what, God can still go. I was Lee the alcoholic, Lee the hater, Lee the butthead, Lee the whatever. But God can persuade beyond our identity. I don't know what you're known for in here now. I don't know what you call yourself. You might call yourself a loser in here today. I want to tell you what, you're not a loser. And if you are, God can go beyond it and turn this thing around. Turn, hey, turn this thing around. Here's what he did, because that's what he did to Rahab. I want you to realize this. Rahab the harlot, Rahab the harlot, she, she, she gets hold to this persuasion. I gotta finish this story. She gets hold of this persuasion. She really got saved. And I, 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 we're not gonna have time to finish this one, but she really got saved in Joshua 2 by rumors. You can go to Joshua 2 after a while and read it, but it's by rumors basically. She got saved. Some of y'all got saved like that by a rumor. You heard that God was mighty in this area. You heard God could do this. You heard. That's what she did. She heard. She she went to the spies that night. She'd hit them. The captain, the king, come. Where are they at? They were hid on the roof, under the stalks. She had them hid there. And she said, I don't know. They went out the other way. If you hurry, you might catch them. And so they went chasing after her. So she goes up on the roof, and they begin this conversation. And she said, she said, we've heard. We've heard of y'all. We've heard of, and not only y'all, but we've heard of your God. We've heard what your God, my God, we've heard what your God can do. We've heard how he dried up the Red Sea, how he brought you out of Egypt. We've heard rumors, rumors, rumors. We heard, we heard how he brought you through that. And we've heard how, how it is you, you got Og and Sidon and, and you destroyed them and they perish and they're gone. And, and we've heard, and this is what she said. She said this, she professed this. This is a lady who was persuaded. She said, she said, we know, I know, I know. This is persuasion. Beyond being a harlot, beyond her walls, beyond her practices, beyond her roots and raisins. She said, because God was the hero in this story, she said, I know, I know, I know that he is God. I know that your God is the God of heaven and earth and of all. Persuaded. Persuaded that he's God overall. Our God, they're not. Your God, he is. She received that. She received just influence. And I, I know the story goes on. And she put this cord out the, the window so that the that, that children of Israel would know that this is her house and they wouldn't destroy it. I want to tell you something. All the walls didn't come down that day. There was one little corner piece or one little side piece with a little red cord hanging, a little scarlet cord hanging out the window. God took his hand and he mashed down every part of them, mass, that massive city. And everybody that was in her little house, everybody on that little wall where Rahab lived, it, it still stood. You know why? Because she was persuaded. She believed. I will say it like this. I'll say it like this. Don't get the impact of it. 
Well, see, she got saved. She was saved. She was delivered. That's what that was from the destruction. She said, you know, she went on to be or to marry a prominent man in the Jewish culture. Salmon in Matthew 5. I don't know if that's how you say this name either. Don't really matter. In Matthew 5, verse 1, chapter 5, or ch- chapter 1, verse 5, read it. It's Salmon. And they had a family. Rahab the harlot. Rahab the harlot got married, y'all. Dun, 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 dun. Rahab the harlot had kids. Hold on. That's not the killer. That's not the killer. Here comes the killer. Here it is. Here it is. Rahab the harlot became, now I know it's distant, I know it's distant, it's way down the line, but still the truth, Rahab the harlot become Jesus' mama. Yes! Yes! Rahab the harlot become Jesus' great, great, great times. Grandma! But it was beyond. It was something deeper. Because here's here's the close. Keith, get up so they don't take a breath and like praise God. Praise God. I really don't have that much. I don't know how this swells like it does. It just swells up every Sunday. I don't know what happens. I know it's all these little side ventures, but that's if I take them away, I will really be dry and boring and dead. You'll not enjoy this at all. I mean, you gotta have the story. Have the sound effects. You gotta have the action. Amen. This one, I love. I love what this little this little girl said. She she, she said something the other day. Bless my heart. And I've been I've been I've been feasting. Hey, don't don't think what you say. Sometimes I don't feast off of it. She said something really really simple, but it, I've been feasting. You know what she said? She 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 called she called this she she called this a blessing. She called it a unique. That's what I want to be. I want to be yummy. If we're not unique, we're probably not very relevant. Or, or, or we're not really needed. Every church should be unique. Every church. But, 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 but here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Here's the part. She was so persuaded. And this is what it's got to be. Today, today, here's what I, I know. Probably everybody that's here, and I know I picked at you some, picked at you why you come, why you're here, girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever, mama made you, whatever. But but basically, everyone that's here, this one I heard somebody heard somebody say this years ago, and it's kind of stuck with me. It's probably true most of the time, but everyone that's here today at church are really sincerely they're they're here for one of three reasons. One one is that you've been persuaded enough to consider. You're considering Jesus. Think about it. Well, you probably wouldn't be here anyway. Really considering this thing, or 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 you've con- you've went beyond, and you've been persuaded enough now that you're pursuing. Still ain't real, but pursuing. Oh, you know, Seth here like this, pursuing, persuaded enough to pursue. Or 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 you're 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 part of the crowd that is just persuaded. I am fully persuaded that He is God. He is all that. Fully. And that's what Rahab did. 
Because here's what rain. Here's the story. Here's the part. Today, for you, it'd be kind of easy to throw a scarlet cord out the window or raise your hand or whatever we do as we make a response saying, you know what, I'm persuaded. Because it, it, our response is pretty easy. You see it in church all the time. We respond like, yeah, I'm persuaded. Count me in. Well, I'm going to tell you something. You guys think about Rahab. Rahab really, really had to be persuaded because for her to, to, to jump in and say, you know what, I'm with you guys. I'm with your God. She was taking such a chance if she really wasn't persuaded. Because, because likelihood, likelihood, I mean, really, people looking at this situation, they not going, those, the children of Israel are going to come into this city. And here's, here's what she was risking. She, she was risking the fact that if this don't turn out the way it is, she's going to die. And if it does, what's her best option here? She's going to be a foreign harlot. She's thinking, it's not about the good it's going to be. I'm going to be a foreign harlot, an outsider, an outcast. I'm going to suffer. I'm going to struggle. But here's what she knows. She was so persuaded. She said, you know what? It's more worth that. I'd rather be, I would rather be that with them and their God other. Here's what she was saying. Here's what she was saying. And this is what it comes down to. This is this is the true cord. I mean, don't throw your cord out unless you're here this morning. I mean, no, pursue, consider, yes, keep that up. But here's where you got to be to really throw your cord out. You got to be to the place where you, where you say, you know what? I am persuaded. I am. And, and I, I want a new start. that's what it is. I want the new life. No matter what comes. I would like to be able to preach to you this morning. I'd like to tell everyone here, if you just consider Jesus, if you just come to this altar, life is going to really be so sweet now. It's going to really be so good. You're never going to have any more trouble. You're never going to have any more problems. I mean, you're just going to be blessed. Your cornflakes are going to be golden. I mean, everything's going to be great. I'd like to tell you that. You know what? That's a lie. But what I can tell you I can tell you that if God is persuading you and it's working in your life and you've bought it and you said, you know what? I am fully persuaded. And you want to throw that cord out. Yeah. I can guarantee you a new life, yeah. a new start. I can guarantee you, you, you ain't Rahab the harlot anymore. You're Jesus' momo. She went from the harlot to Jesus' momo. How radical. Persuaded. Great things happen. I should say it like this. Great God things happen when people submit to divine persuasion. Great things. Great God things happen. If you, if you want your story to turn out heroic, surrender to his persuasion. Oh, Lehab, whether you consider it a heroic story or not, I got a lot of family back there, a lot of kids, a lot of nieces, a lot of sisters, brothers-in-laws. My wife ain't here today, but I got a lot of folk involved in this story. My pappy's sick, poppy's sick, granny's not there with all that. They could amen this real loud. But I was going to tell you, they're pretty convinced that God persuaded me 
turn my whole story into something different. And I just want to encourage you this morning. I've just come to affirm. I'm going to get out of the way. I'm going to get out of the way now. I'm going to get out of the way. I'm going to get out of the way. I'm going to get out of the way. And I pray, I pray. I pray that I've just affirmed what God's been doing in your heart. I just want to affirm. I hope I pray that. I pray that's happened. Because it's a beautiful thing. And I just want to ask this morning, is there anybody in this place this morning who wants to throw the cord out? Wants to throw out, wants, wants to say, you know what? God's been working in my life. I don't even understand it all. I'm not sure about it all. You know, this thing is like a puzzle. It really is. Have you ever noticed that? I, I see it like that now. More and more and more and more and more. That's the Bible. The Bible, the whole thing of the Bible. It's like this big, the Bible's like a puzzle, really. And what I mean by that is, I, I'm not big into puzzles. Actually, I hate puzzles. But a few I have done. There's one important thing you got to have to put a puzzle together. One important thing. And that's the big picture. The big picture. You gotta have this big picture to be able to put it together. And if you ain't got the big picture, it's really frustrating. That's why I hate puzzles. I got enough stress in my life. I'm trying to fit pieces together. But if you ain't got all, if you ain't got the picture, well, that's the Bible. If you're just trying to inflate certain parts of the Bible and make that, that's the thing. You ain't got the big picture. The big picture is redemption big picture is redemption, salvation, right with God. That's the Bible. Now, there's a lot of little pieces in there. A lot of little pieces. A lot of churches, a lot of people get hung up on the little pieces. Try to make that the fit. That's not the picture. This morning, the big picture is redemption, salvation. That's why God has been busy persuading. 